1: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap Fightful.com here with a name you know. And I think you might know him because we've interviewed him, I think, 73 times
2: in the past <laughs> That's year.
1: <true>. That's <laughs> How true. you doing? It's not it's Doc Gallows. What are you doing, man?
2: Hey, hey man, going? I'm I'm doing great. I'm sitting here looking at Daytona Beach from the condo right now. Uh getting ready. I don't know when you're gonna drop this, but today is Tuesday, so we're getting yeah. ready to Head up the road for this big episode of AEW Dynamite tomorrow. Machine got an eye. Teaming up with the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, taking on our friends, the Young Bucks, and apparently their friend, John Moxley. So I think that one's going to probably personally hurt us a lot more than it will them. But business has to be done. It's a huge wrestling week. Impact moving to Thursday nights, as you know, and you've reported on. Another huge trios match, did Omega. I
1: I, I had all this free time during
2: the week, you know. (laughs) Right, right.
1: (laughs) They're moving to Thursdays.
2: I I think it's a good move, though. I think it was imperative. I think it's a great move. And, you know, when you look at it from a wrestling fan standpoint, which I know both you and I are, man, you can watch wrestling every night of the week. And that's all I really care about. And I think it's good. There's good quality wrestling out there. I, I mean, I'm a little biased toward this main event. Again, Kenny, machine gun and I, this time against Eddie Edwards. Willie Mack, extremely underrated talent there. And, of course, Impact World Champion, Rich Swann. It's going to be a big one.
1: All kinds of good stuff. And your week doesn't end there. you got Talk and Shop Live, April 9th. Uh, You can get tickets at the LWPG.com as well as at the door. And you you guys are all over the place because Mondays we're seeing you on BTE, not catching kisses anymore, but we're seeing not no more. I
2: got in trouble for that. So no more kisses, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now now hear me out. AEW and Impact tell more intricate stories than WWE. Hear me out. I think there's a deeper story to Carl Anderson. Preventing you from catching a kiss. He's trying to help your love life here because we know now he is Cupid Carl Anderson. He got he Charlotte is, yeah. and Andrade together. <laughs> I saw that today. Yes. And it's true. He told me, he said, when I asked him, he said, <laughs> that's the stupidest fucking story I've ever heard. It's what he told me.
2: It's. It's funny he put it in our group chat this morning. how the fuck is this news? And I said it's news daddy because i I saw the picture and I went, why are we in the picture and then I read the headline and it popped shit out of me so <laughs> I mean he
1: he's Good he's stuff. out there making relationships better he's out uh improving the quality of life of others and you know it's funny we're talking talking about Carl Anderson because I got a reader question and it's from somebody who's whose initials are Carl A. from Cincinnati, Uh, he says... What? And he says, ask Gallows if he remembers the rumors... Of long bus rides in Japan, and when he'd get to the hotel, he'd be screaming at his cock, I'm going to beat the hell out of you, you little shit. I hope you're ready. And all the Japanese boys were looking at him like he's crazy. I don't know how this Carl A. would have this insight.
2: Well, that's true, too. I do li- live to pop the boys. and Man, when you're in Japan two, three, four, five weeks at a time, the only thing you can do for release is manual release. I don't have the sh-
1: we're losing you a little bit we're we're losing your connection uh, a little bit here and there
2: okay can you hear me better yeah maybe yeah. i should step inside i don't know might help i, I was okay. losing you a couple times let's do that let's do that but yeah no i uh it is true i mean manual release is a huge thing and you need that on a japanese tour i mean what else is a man to do
1: you say that you live to pop the boys but it seems like you're living to pop yourself
2: well i mean you know you got to put yourself first i am the king of the boys right come on
1: i mean this is this is the benefits of us having blue chew and manscape sponsors for these
2: things they're they're like
1: these are they're like please more more talking cock
2: please please talk please do the kids thing again we'll we'll, we'll re-up next month
1: (laughs) (laughs) have you all gotten any i I don't want to say heat but anybody that's been like that was too much like
2: yeah i've seen it i've seen it on twitter a little bit and and it probably isn't for everybody but i mean you know you interviewed us going into talking shop a mania sometimes our humor isn't for everybody it's adult themed we were big fans of the attitude era 90s stuff it was all pushing the envelope and uh it's it's all self-deprecating though so if you can't laugh at that maybe get a better sense of humor i don't know it's not like i'm making fun of anybody else it's making fun of myself
1: And I mean, this stuff is usually like separate of Impact and AEW Dynamite. This is like exactly. programming and like the BTE was established on a lot of I don't want to say a lot of stuff like that, but right, uh, some some very funny stuff.
2: Well, I look at it like uh, you know we've we've been calling the talking shop world the Ultraverse because Sex Ferguson is not going to be an exce- a successful character on either impact or aew dynamite and nobody wants him on there but he exists in his own little ultraverse and his own little world and uh, i have fun doing it and the people who follow it i think have fun with it too and that's really all that matters it's all just entertainment and you know me just to lead into it that's exactly what you're gonna get this friday april the 9th at riveters hashtag talking shop live tampa Get your tickets online at wwwvlpwg.com or get them at the door. Riveters is a hell of a new place. It's an indoor-outdoor sports bar, big stage, next to the Odyssey 2001. little-known fact, the Shane Twins and Bam Neely running that strip club now, popping me huge. Uh, yes, so it's, it's brother-friendly uh, right there at Riveters. They're all under the same banner right there. Um, and it's fun, too. We're going to do a live our first ever live talking shop podcast with an audience. Um, And we're going to do a variety show. You're going to see sex Chico too bad in character. At some point, you're going to be able to get photos with them and all that fun stuff. But I've been having a lot of fun. There's a lot of people from the wrestling world reaching out saying, Hey, we want to come by and hang out. And we say the more guests, the merrier. Um, Mosh and thrasher, the headbangers. I just saw a signing. They're going to come, they're going to be hanging out, signing autographs, Uh, a bunch of my old, Aces and Eights brethren that are around Tampa for the weekend are going to come out. Uh, We've had some New Japan brothers. I don't want to drop the dime on anybody who doesn't want it announced, but we're going to have uh, a lot of fun, a lot of people hanging out, drinking, partying, talking shop live, seeing the guys in their natural elements. So I hope everybody can join us for that. And I'm going to need a slowdown after. Uh, after these two massive six-man tag matches, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling when I get to Riveters, but, you know, it's Mania Week. Everybody's pumped up. The whole business will be in Tampa. we got a WrestleStock signing on Friday during the day, 12 to 6. Talking Shop Live, Tampa, Friday night, of course. 9.30 doors, 10 p.m. The show starts, and then we'll be doing a virtual signing for WrestleCon in the morning, and then signing for WrestleCon for the rest of that day. And then I think I'm doing... Uh, some kind of watch along thing the nasty boys set me up with, which oh. I don't even know if how legit it's gonna be, but I'm not missing an opportunity to party with the nasty boys. <laughs> you
1: can't see it right now. Like you can't see it right now. You'll see it when the interview happens. Like I have the frame for the interview, right? It is nasty yeah. boys inspired. Like it's the paint splatter. <laughs> I
2: love it.
1: I would go to this toy store up the road from my house and I would always see the nasty boys stuff. And I wasn't big fans of theirs, but they always sure. had the dopest shirts.
2: Always. Oh, they do. Yeah. Even the, when they the pop splatter.
1: Even when they popped up in TNA and the I, the nasty I am shirts, those were so <laughs> cool, man.
2: I, uh, when I, when we left Japan and went back to WWE, I did paint splattered uh, boots and pants and it was nasty boys inspired. Cause yeah. I always loved that gear. I always thought it was cool. Yeah.
1: Oh, it looks so awesome. And yeah. like I said, I was never a big fan of theirs, but I see their like action figures on the shelf and I'm like, man, those are cool. And I don't and the think, words, yeah. I don't think I appreciated them for what they were back then either. Like,
2: in the words of Brian Myers, my good pal, who I make fun of all the time for this, they're very toyetic looking characters yeah. with the mohawks and the hair and the shirts and the the go go boots with the chains on them. They were full blown brothered out. I love w- it. <laughs> wasn't
1: it you that told me that that when Myers came over for like talk and shop or something, he was up in your your kid's room and he's like, hey, th- this this is worth like a hundred dollars. I'm gonna sell it for you.
2: Come on, bro. Come on, bro. What are you leaving this on the ground for? Like your son broke the arm off his dusty runs. Worth two hundred and fifty bucks, bro. Come on. Oh, I <laughs> Just love losing it. His- just losing his mind over it. I love it. I, <laughs> I
1: interviewed him this week. He was my my Monday. Oh, he's interview great. There. He's great. Great yeah. couple guys there. And, it, and Cardona had Nasty Boys inspired gear at one point too.
2: He did. Yeah, I think we all got <laughs> a round of Nasty Boys inspired gear man. at one point. Jerry Sags,
1: man. The the the, the paving the way is what he was there for. Love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I love a good. uh Late night Brian Knobs voicemail. Live to wake up to those things. <laughs> you
1: mentioned you mentioned some New Japan names are going to pop up at Talking Shop Live. I was very interested in that because we we've seen Tomatonga pretty pissy, and uh, I mean not oh. not just with you all. We've seen him upset with a guy who, who's friends with you guys, Enzo Amore, in the past too. He, he's gonna be more pissy. He's got a lot of anger. Like how how is this working out right now? Because you guys are not shy about using the term Bullet Club. First off, how the hell are y'all getting no. away with that? Two, is like what's the situation? Like, do you talk to
2: Tomatonga at all? Currently, no, I do not. And that's the truth. Uh, and I will say this on the issue. Uh, Machine Gun and I, as as well as our other friends who've been roped into this, we love to make big moves and make big money. And if you don't want to jump on that train, then don't. Stay in the dust. Not my problem. So that's just how I feel about it.
1: So you're watching a lot of the inner workings. I mean, you're an integral part of this impact AEW thing.
2: We have you seen- mentioned long term storytelling earlier. You got to wait for the story to play out. Uh, yeah, I know. know. And
1: and I mean, I see it from a mile away. It's just I'm looking at it. And I'm like, well, can all these companies possibly come together to make it happen? And I still don't know. That's, like that's, that's, that's the, the trick. Tr- that's
2: the tricky part, even for us on the inside. Will they? Won't they? If they do, it's gonna be cool as shit. We'll we're still truthfully working all that out you know i mean i i want to go back to japan badly but there's no they can't create new visas right now because of the pandemic so like everything a lot of these plans that we had a year ago have been on hold for yeah. almost that long because we're into april now and i mean that black friday or whatever they were calling it was april 15th of last year it's hard to believe it's been a year a lot yeah. has happened in that year a lot of great shit has happened in that year um but there's a lot more to come man like you know i, I know i promised that the first interview we did together post-WW, but it's it's still rolling,
1: man. Well, to be fair, I feel like I text Carl once a month and say, I wish you all would do something with your careers. Like, I wish you <laughs> all would do something. Fucking
2: loser. Because
1: <laughs> I, I, like, I, usually I try to interview people. Like, once a year, they got something going on. There's so much stuff going on, especially with you guys. But it's in a period where really, like, almost nothing that would normally be going on is going on because of the pandemic. Yeah. So it creates a whole lot of different creative avenues.
2: It does. Everything's so strange and different. Everything's flying by the seat of their, it's pants. Like all this stuff, WrestleMania week, we didn't know of it was going to happen. It all came together last minute. And it seems like so much of this stuff is different because nobody in this business has dealt with or handled anything like this pandemic. It's affecting everything. And I think that the one thing that we've, we've tried to do and done a decent job of is, you know, turn what could be perceived as a negative into a big positive. And I think there's been some cool professional wrestling stuff come out of that, which, you know, keeps the wheels moving, man. I think it's good for the entire business.
1: So obviously the impact AEW stuff is such a hot topic and, I don't know that as long as I've been covering wrestling there's something with so many moving parts. I, I wasn't <sighs> around for Super Clash or any shit like that. Sure. So sure. when I see okay, you're an Impact wrestler, obviously you got a good relationship with AEW, you're popping up over there, but Impact is also like doing stuff with New Japan, you got Chris Bay who has been a fantastic representative Excellent. there. Excellent. He told me how important that was to him for them to for everybody to have the trust in him to do that. But then you got Finn Juice, Juice Finn, whatever yep. the hell they're called right now. Right. Uh, Juice right. Robinson, who is a star. David Finlay, who yes. is a star, popping up. Yes. Meanwhile, yes. you got Rocky Romero bridging all these gaps, and he's off in Ring of Honor doing commentary. I don't know right. what I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on with Ring of Honor in New Japan. Each company works with a different Mexican wrestling company right now. Right.
2: Oh, that, that, boy, you talk about turmoil. How do you want really to get into that one? <laughs> and,
1: and meanwhile, you got MLW out here with Leo Rush pissing off Conan or something. And MLW has worked well with AEW in the past. It's like.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah. I don't, I don't remember a time like this. Like you said, since I've been in the business, for sure there hasn't been, you know, I mean, are the only glimpse we had of something like this working was the failed WCW invasion act. You brief, know,
1: briefly Samoa Joe worked for like three places, and WWE was like, yep. "No, no, no, we're not letting yeah, yeah, you. Do, we're we're gonna sign yeah. you now." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I I think it's nothing but positive, and and like I said, like the wheels keep turning. There's gonna be more shit announced coming up, uh all the way across the board, and and more integration. I think the more the better. And I think it keeps surprising people. You're seeing matches that you wouldn't. Have seen in the past you know you see two guys in a ring together that it just looks different i think that it's great man so it's it's a it's a uniquely cool time for wrestling that we'll probably never see happen again
1: so when you guys left wwe how long did it take you guys to to hammer out an impact deal like and did you all speak to like ring of (laughs) honor did you all speak to aew again or were you like were you like uh we may we might have burned that aew bridge
2: well, there was definitely some fence mending that had to happen there. And sure. it's been great. I'll say that. Um, but I mean, Scott and under 10 minutes, Scott, the was like, Hey, uh, no, it sucks. Need to talk to you guys ASAP. Whenever you feel like it, call me. And it was like, hell, I talked to him that evening, you know? So like they were hot in hot, 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 hot pursuit uh, to get that deal done. And they had to, you know, they had to put some stuff in there that, isn't necessarily traditional. Like we're creating content for that Impact Plus app, which has a lot of great stuff on it. It's got every pay per view in history. We got a new show that we're doing a pilot for over there. I don't want to get in trouble because last time I said something like this, I wasn't supposed to say it yet. But lots of great content over <laughs> Nobody's there. watching uh, us. My, my promotion that I have in Georgia, the uh, where you get the tickets, Larry Auto Pro. Those shows go up on Impact Plus, so we're doing a lot of fun stuff over there too. Um, But yeah, Scott Damore, Don Callis, uh, they were all over it and uh, they locked it in immediately. So that's why we're, we're, we're proud impact flag bearers, so to speak, waving the flag, wearing the hat, doing the whole deal. Um, And they've been cool enough to uh, make and let this uh, impact AEW relationship happen, which I think is great for the exposure of everybody involved.
1: And I mean... When, when AEW came around, it changed a lot of things for a lot of companies, obviously. It did. It but did. when WWE lets us huge influx of really good talent out there, you got Gallows, Anderson, Diana, Parazzo, who has been a force right. in Impact. Right. You've got so many of these people. I know that, that even Rachel Ellering worked the last set of Impact tapings. Like, yep. Like she's popping up there. You see what Cardona and Myers can do when they're given time on TV. I thought Eric Young had one of the best creative stories of the
2: year. Oh my year. goodness. It was phenomenal. He really did. And, and like, it's like people almost forgot yeah. how talented that guy was until he got back into his bearings where they would let him run the ball. And when he did, I mean, you can't beat him with a stick. He's the best. It's great.
1: He's one of those guys that's so versatile. I like sometimes he I can do, do anything. Yeah, he can do anything. He can play crazy. He can play serious. He can play funny. Do you think that sometimes that versatility can work against you in WWE? Because it seems like yeah, it, seems like I, it I does do. for a lot of people.
2: I do. I think that they never really took us seriously because we have that other side of our personalities that isn't necessarily serious. But I also thought, you know, when we turn it up, we're just about as intense as anybody out there. But I think that when you get pegged that certain way, you're looked at as goofy or comedy or or, or whatever you know and uh, I, I remember we were doing some kind of a serious angle and, and then there was a top guy there we hadn't worked with a lot he goes no silly bullshit tonight this is serious and I'm like
1: who was it well was well it?
2: obviously obviously this isn't we're not doing a ball sack skit right now we're taking it seriously I'm not going to go out there and make dick jokes
1: <laughs> who was it bury him
2: Oh, no, it? Who was no it? this isn't a burial interview today. I'll text it to you later. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's what I like. That's what I like to hear.
1: So <laughs> like when I, when I see stuff like that, the way that I've always looked at tag team wrestling and I, I'm so confused as why WWE doesn't embrace it more. I feel like everybody that's a wrestling fan can relate to wanting to achieve something with their best friend, their brother, yep. even, even their sister, their, their brother or father, mother at this point, because camaraderie. Yeah. There, there's every almost everybody can relate to that unless unfortunately they don't have any friends or loved ones that would kind of suck but <laughs> that would suck it seems like a very relatable thing and when you have two people for example you and Carl it's very easy mm-hmm. to play off somebody and show your personality yeah. that way
2: absolutely absolutely that, that's what's been nice about um, you know going back to impact is they'll go we want you guys to talk about this and here's how long we want you to talk about it for And I think that the character stuff, the promo stuff, like between what we're doing on Impact, even some of the the less outlandish stuff on BTE, that's us being us. And I think that's the most entertaining form of Gallows and Anderson that you're going to get is when we're not scripted and we can be ourselves more. So Yeah.
1: So you all popped up in AEW. I want to know, like, how did the the conversation even first get brought up to you?
2: I Uh, got to Well, we just were like, wait this is really going to happen? Hold on. Who's the person you that know? tells you? Well, we, we've been talking to the Bucks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk to the Bucks constantly. We're buddies. Um, and then and then when Demore brought it up, I was like, oh, wow. I think this is really going to happen. And then I didn't realize how intricate this went and how deep it went with Don and Kenny had been talking about this for a year, um, which nobody really knew about that. And, and I just think it makes the story even cooler. And, and hopefully long-term there's going to be a lot of a lot more layers to it but like the behind the scenes part of it i i just you hear something like that and you go wow that's cool as shit but i don't think it will actually happen. and then it did and it was pretty damn cool and it continues to be i think in, so
1: in like september before kylie ray left i was being told some stuff they're like oh don't be surprised and i'm like what
2: and yeah i was like that yeah. can't
1: happen and then like three weeks later they're flying a bunch of people back into to nashville to do like (laughs) tapes on the bus.
2: And I'm like, this is really going to happen. That's how, that's exactly how we were. I was like, wait, why are we coming back to national? Oh, really? Perfect. Great. Yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) I thought that was really creative how they put that together because when I would talk to impact wrestlers, they're like, Oh, they didn't tell us anything. And I was like, well, they didn't tell anybody anything. I don't think it was them trying to kayfabe it.
2: It was just, there was a small circle of us who knew about all of it. And, and, and again like when we went to nashville to film that first time it was only the guys you saw in those segments that were even there it was an empty studio other than that um so all the all the people you know all the impact wrestlers and stuff had already gone home from the tapings and we went back in to do it so i just think that not a lot of people knew about it which gave it a cool element of surprise as well
1: so i mean maybe i'm out of line asking this you you getting an AEW check too
2: <laughs> uh, you never know <laughs> i was
1: trying to i was trying to get that little scoop
2: you know, that, those two you know who wants that you know who wants that you know who wants that scoop more than uh more than any fan in the world all the boys, carl <laughs> carl because he because because you're getting two yeah. and he's still getting one right right i just take his <laughs> fantastic
1: i i did wonder because i mean it's like okay well you are uh, you guys are doing an awful lot of traveling you all are i, I remember you all saying impact offered you the same deal they offered you when you guys were impending free agents
2: they did which was which was highly highly impressive to us and, and, <laughs> and rightfully so right so yeah now we're uh we're impact guys all the way uh and you know to go a little bit more into that hopefully this thing plays out for you know as long as it can and it's, it's good and it's entertaining and we can keep it going but um you know when the time goes time comes we're impact guys and we'll be We'll be back there like we are each and every set of taping. So, you know, just keeps on rolling.
1: man. So I'm interested in a lot of things in relation to Impact and AEW because you guys worked with Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Ethan Mm -hmm. Page has left Impact. He has went to AEW now. I'm I'm assuming you guys have exchanged pleasantries since you've been there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's getting getting used to it. He's getting his feet wet. It's a different um, environment for him coming from Impact. Uh, where he knew everybody and was comfortable with everybody, but I, I think that Ethan Page is a star. Um, he's just got to got to step into his own form over at AEW and kind of show everybody there what people saw in him at Impact. I think he's a versatile character that can do all kinds of things. I've worked with him enough to know that he's he's damn good in the ring, but he, he's highly entertaining. And the other thing about him that I that I love what I see with anybody is he's highly motivated Yeah, from all the vlogging and the, and the pushing himself and getting yourself out there. And I know I'm guilty of it. Sometimes we're, we're guilty of over pushing ourselves down people's throats, but like a guy like that, who's coming up, I think it's a great thing for him to, uh, you know, if you want it, you got to go out and grab it and try to take it as best you can. And I, I see him doing that. So I think it's, it's probably going to be good for him. Better to have too much ambition than not any at all. Right. 100% hundred percent, especially in a business like this, where you can be forgotten in two seconds. So yeah, you got to come up with something else.
1: I mean, I, I spoke to him when he left. We, we did an interview that didn't end up releasing and he, <laughs> he wasn't sure what his next move was going to be, but it wasn't yeah. going to be for lack of putting the work in. That's for damn sure. Like, no, no, If he didn't end up in AEW, it wouldn't have been because he didn't work hard to get there. Cause he, he did everything yeah,
2: he could. He was going to land somewhere for sure. So, um and I think Josh Alexander is another great piece of talent yes, that, uh you know, maybe now he's going to have an opportunity to shine as a single star where you didn't see that necessarily before, because that guy's a wrestling machine. I was watching him and him and Carl just put on a clinic a, a few uh sets of tapings ago. And it's just, it's fun to watch it as a fan, It really is.
1: So one of, one of our favorite things on the AEW pro post show to bring up is the fact that you bump like crazy for Ray Phoenix, which I mentioned to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the best cause Ray is, One of the greatest performers in the world. And I will
2: say, uh, I think that that he could, if he's, I don't know who said this or hasn't said it, but I think he's an X Ray Mysterio. He's amazing.
1: Yeah. He's he's really unreal. How has that been? Like, because I'm sure there's a bit of a language barrier there as well. Like, do you get any feedback from him or other people? Because you are making him look like a million bucks as if he needed any help to look like a million bucks
2: it's been fun for me because I'd watch those guys. And I, you know, like I've said before, I'm a, I'm a fan. So I kind of, I don't always know what's going on as much as I used to because life, real life gets busy, but like, I've been watching those guys forever and I thought they looked really fun to work with. And I, and I liked, I always, you know, years ago when I was getting to work with, with Ray Mysterio, a good bit doing the stuff with punk, I really enjoyed that. Like a great luchador like that with a story with a big guy like me, you can do some really fun stuff. And uh, I, I just, I think those guys are great. I had a great time working with them, and I hope that there's uh, there's more of that down the line for sure. So, yeah. The, con- the, the contrasting the, the, styles Those brothers are really talented well. as shit. Yeah, it does. It, it does. It comes off good. And, and then, you know, we're in there hammering the shit out of them when they're not playing on us, so I think it works. Another
1: team you guys have been working with a lot lately, David Finley, Juice Robinson. Yes. Did it surprise you to hear that they were coming over? Because, I mean, that's... That is a big step. We, I mean, Chris Bay being in the tournament, that's one thing. That's New Japan strong. Of course
2: it didn't surprise me. I was part of the hand <laughs> on the wheel, brother. No, uh, no, I, I thought it was great. And, you know, you got to remember, when I left Japan, I've known Finley since he was a, he was a small kid. You know, I mean, yeah. Fit and Mel live uh, in Georgia, not far from me. We've always been been very friendly. Fit helped me a lot young in my career, early on. Uh, And then I tried to help David as much as I could, not that he needed it when he came to Japan as a young boy, because he doesn't know everybody. And we would take him out to our sponsors and and let him hang out, eat with us and hang out. He was a great kid, but he was in that young boy role. And Juice came over from NXT. He already had some name value, but he was still in kind of that young boy role. So seeing those guys and and we we played it up on TV, but it, it was real. I was I was pumped to see them come into their own. Like, I think that. Finley's improved his look, his style, like he, they're stars now, man. And, and it, it comes across on television, both of them. Uh, they're a great team, great young team, um, athletic, good in the ring, entertaining. It was fun to see them uh, on the American TV side of things where they're getting to do some more backstage stuff and to show some character stuff. I think that's great for them. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, I think that that's a team that I would like for uh, for Chad and I to do, Carl and I to do a lot more stuff with going down the road.
1: I remember when Juice popped up in Ring of Honor a couple of years ago when AEW first started, and I was like, oh, that's giant for Ring of Honor. A lot of people didn't know yeah. that it was, and unfortunately yeah. it didn't work, but he is, he's just so magnetic. And it's one of those examples of, the WWE system works for a lot of people, but
2: it doesn't work for everybody. It does not, and he he's one of those guys that that would have been a, a star that wrestling missed out on had he not left, because he would have stayed in, I feel like that same role that he was obviously unhappy and walk away from. Bet on himself. You got to love that. Uh, goes to New Japan and, and comes into his own. But I mean, he he's a guy that's built to be an American TV star. He really is. So I think it's cool to have them, you know, doing that crossover stuff because it's 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 great for Impact, but it's also really great for those guys.
1: Speaking of people who look like they're made to be a, a TV star, big cast popped up at, at one of your shows. And yeah, boy, buddy. Larry pro. He, he looked like a million bucks. Boy, did he look great. And I reached out to you about it. I could tell how proud you were of, of, of him. And it seems like he's come a long way. How, how has he been? And, and how was the process of even getting that to happen? Because he had been out for a while.
2: He and I have, have, I've stayed in touch with him, uh, with everything that was going on with him as my alarm goes off again for the 15th time. Uh <laughs> I've been in touch with him, checking in on him and stuff like that over time because he's a young guy. He's a, he's a big talented guy. And, uh, he just got in a little over his head in that system. I think it was a little bit much for him to handle. So he needed to focus on his recovery and all that, which he did a great job of. And I, I just said, listen, there's always an open door with me. There's never going to be any pressure here. Come hang out at one of my shows, see what you think. And one day, uh, I don't know, three months ago, um, he came down to my house in Atlanta. He had been in town doing some GDPY stuff. Um, and he came down to the house and, and we, we grilled out and we hung out. And I said, hey, man, if you get the bug, I'm just, it's, it's out there. You look great. And then I got a random text from him maybe three weeks later saying, I'd really like to come to one of your shows and see if I still love doing this. And I said, the promoter in me thought, Damn it! I want to announce him to sell more tickets, but yeah. he, he, he wanted to be a surprise and do it. And it was great. Uh, the uh, huge reaction for him looked amazing, did wonderful. Uh, we just uh, the 26th and 27th of March, I, I did a double shot weekend in North Georgia and South Georgia. We had him back. People love seeing him. line wrapped around the building for him. Uh, so it was really positive. Um, and I think that uh, it, it, it was a good way for him to step back into it, get his feet wet, not have a lot of pressure, I put him with with guys that were I knew would be good for him in that role, but I was just so proud of him, man. Because for him to step out of wrestling and never come back in, in his in his young thirties like that because he he took a misstep would have been a real shame. So uh, I'm I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him and I can't wait to see what happens next.
1: Did he seem like he wanted to do more? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh that's good. And I mean, yeah. I, I obviously you're bridging a lot of gaps. Have you had anybody from AEW Impact be like, hey, what what do you think? Would he be would he be a suit here?
2: i i have uh i have touted him to all my friends in the, in the higher places that make those decisions because you can't see the guy and not ask the question sure i mean he's he's almost seven feet tall he's got six pack abs he's a good looking kid like so it's out there well he's got to land somewhere if he wants to do it whether it be back to w w e which i don't know if that door is fully closed or an AEW or an impact or or hell even japan a guy like with size like that you know that could really benefit him too so I don't know I don't know where it'll be, but I think it has to happen for sure.
1: I mean, it seemed like ROH, I mean, obviously ROH was interested at what would be considered their most problematic time. So I would imagine (laughs) since, I mean, I don't hear bad things about Enzo anymore. I don't hear bad things about Cass anymore. It seems to be like, seems like you guys deal with them pretty easily. Like you all don't have any issues with dealing with them.
2: Yeah. No, we, and we never did, you know, they were, they came out of NXT and that was the only place that they'd ever been before. Um, So they had a mentality to them. But once, once you get them in there and reeled them in a little bit, like we had fun working with them and they were over, they were a hot act. And that, yeah. you know, I remember when we first came back and it was like us and AJ and I think we worked them and Cena on a pay-per-view and like at the time, I mean, there were Enzo and Cash shirts everywhere. Everybody knew the saying they were, they were a hot act. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, Will they pop back up as a team somewhere? I don't know. Will they do single stuff? Is Enzo going to become a rapper? We never know. <laughs> so he's a bit of a wild card.
1: Got a couple more before we wrap up. Maybe you've yeah. mentioned this somewhere before, but there's impact tapings you weren't at. Where were you?
2: <laughs> I was under the weather, brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, but, never mind. but I was, I'm 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 fully vaccinated now, okay. so I'm good to go. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's what's he doing? What's he up to? What's, <laughs> well, I, I, I just assumed you were immune to begin with. I should be. Well, the things that have gone through this body, but no, I was <laughs> uh, I was. I was working on a, a TV show thing that I'm doing that I can't say anything about yet. And then I got sick and it just knocked me on my ass. And it was terrible timing because we were starting up all the AEW impact stuff, but things were able to get moved around and it ended up working out. Okay. Well, so,
1: yeah, I th- see. I wasn't even fishing for, for the, the sick thing. Cause I had heard it was a TV thing.
2: Well, it was, I, I kind of played it off now that it's passed. I can say that I, I did. I had yeah. COVID, but, um, but it was right around when we were shooting all that TV stuff, but luckily it wrapped then I got it so I didn't yeah. have to miss out on the, the end of, of, of the shooting and stuff like that so that was that was cool it sucked missing the tapings because and you know the thing with impact too is the schedules the schedule is great for the boys yeah. so I'm like you know you're there a few days a month if you miss a month you feel like you haven't been to work in three months so yeah <laughs> I was like damn this sucks but you know and, all and- better now all vaccinated we're good to go And impact is
1: on more of a regular schedule. Now for a while, it seemed like every seven, eight weeks. Now it's almost every five weeks, every, I mean, you all will have been there every month once rebellion hits.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's happening more that we're there every month. And then with the extra content stuff, like we just did that badass movie night with the good brothers, um, you know, a month or two ago, there's going to be more stuff like that. You're seeing they're doing these wrestle weeks um, wrapped around these big pay-per-views. So there's more content they have to get shot. So it, you know, it's not a bad thing to to be there and to be on TV. I don't mind that at all. And Nashville's a great city. I can't wait till it opens back up because we've had a lot of damn fun oh. there. So.
1: My my wife has never been to Nashville, and I told her. Oh, this, you got to bring her. Yeah. I, this summer, once I'm, I'm vaccinated in a few weeks, we're gonna go to to Nashville. I'm mm-hmm. Gonna gonna hit up Impact PR and be like, Hey, listen, I'm vaccinated. Let me get some of those interviews in person <laughs> at a taping. <laughs> oh, I think it'd be great.
2: Why not? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, w- I would love to do that. So. I haven't asked a lot of WDB stuff. One thing I've always wondered, I think I think you did an interview with Sam Roberts and he asked about the Festus mm-hmm. thing and you yeah. said Vince didn't know.
2: Did he ever find out? So that was like, this is a funny thing to say, but we always had a good relationship with Mark Carano. And I just yeah. remember we were in Gorilla one time and he goes, he was ribbing us before we went out. And he's like, I'm going to tell Vince you're Festus and he's going to fire you again. And I was like, thanks Dix, But I, I don't know. <laughs> i would assume he didn't know and i don't think that he ever probably did because why would he right yeah like at the time he knew that festus turned into luke gallows but i don't think he remembered that you know seven eight years later what i mean he? like yeah so many people come and go through there that it just you know but i, I, mean, I always edge get
1: society was so big though
2: yeah yeah it was it was a shame that that ended in the fashion that it did but uh i thought that had a lot of legs too but but yes. festus i always get asked were you embarrassed How did you? well i mean of course i wanted to be a long-haired wrestler with a sweet robe on but you're also 23 years old buying a house because you get to play this wrestling character on tv so i wasn't embarrassed about it i was glad i was getting to do something you
3: know i i,
1: I think it was kevin Thorne's house i went to and i was like oh So that Mordecai (laughs) thing worked out all right for him in the end.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, say what you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I drove into his neighborhood and it was all beautiful
2: houses i was like i think i think he did all right <laughs> yeah yeah it worked out for the brother he's actually killing it now in real estate too he he's sure knocking, is. Down, knocking down like wrestling money doing that so yeah. I'm, I'm happy for that guy, yeah. real, real he nice was a ta- guy. he's a talking shop a star
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i actually interviewed him with his sign his real estate sign in the background <laughs> yeah. i was like that ah, well played we, we had mentioned straight edge society serena is now in aew and
2: she is i'm I'm proud of her too
1: man she's doing great seeing the way that woman works in the ring it's like you took how long off
2: it's crazy because she she was talent She was a talented wrestler then when we did straight edge and just kind of got lost in the shuffle because she was the girl with her head shaved and and, and all that but i mean she could always go i I first saw her in ovw whenever uh we had, we'd gotten called up to do Jesse and Festus and they moved everybody to Florida that wasn't getting called up to TV. So we had to go to o- LVW. And that was the first time I had seen her, but she was like leading all the girls then, like working with them and putting time in and, and the longer matches and stuff and kind of teaching them in the ring in front of the audience and stuff. She's always been highly talented. So I think it's cool that, uh, she has an opportunity now to showcase it on TNT. It's great.
1: I think she's got maybe the best boot game in wrestling. Her boots, are yeah. always looking good.
2: On point,
1: they on always, point, yeah.
2: absolutely.
1: They always look great. So everybody's uh, stepping up that gear game now.
2: You know, everybody's yeah. got a different look. It's going good, yeah.
1: So obviously, a big week as we mentioned. Uh, by Huge. the time people see this, they'll have seen you in AEW. But Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling debuts Thursdays. Yes, uh, that that's a big move. Friday. It is Friday. You're, you're talking shop of Mania or you're talking shop live, correct?
2: Talking shop Friday. live at Riveters in Tampa, brother. There, of there course, as the alarm goes off the 17th time. Yeah. <laughs> talking shop live, Riveters in Tampa, all part of Mania Week, 930 Doors, 10 p.m. show, live podcast, variety show, mystery guests out of the wazoo, mm. Sex Ferguson, Chico El Luchador, Chad Too Bad, along with the Machine Gun, Rocky Romero, and the Big LG. will all be in the house. We're going to be partying. We're going to be hanging out all night long. So come and hang out and enjoy it with us. I guarantee if you go to any of these many events, you're going to see all kinds of great stars, have a lot of fun, but not like this. Oh so I, I hope that, uh, I hope everybody comes out and parties with us. You can get your tickets online at the LPWG.com, or you can get them at the door at Riveters in Tampa. It's just a few blocks away from the stadium. So if you're in town for the wrestling festivities, make sure you hit us up, hit up WrestleStock, hit up WrestleCon. We're all over town. We'll be hanging out, but Talking Shop Live is the place to be.
1: Yes, it is. The LPWG.com, not the LWPG.com, which I have up on the screen right now. <laughs> I didn't now.
2: want to correct you on your own show. I was just saying it over <laughs> you. <laughs> no,
1: I, you know what? I'd rather them, them do that than go to the wrong place. So guys, <laughs> check it out. I mean, I know you're entertained. Every time we do an interview... People are like, when you having him back? When you having him back? <laughs> it's it's like, well, they, they got to do something to facilitate it. And Doc has got
2: to I'm just glad they like listening to my bullshit. So it's always fun to talk to you. We were talking about it before we came on here. Um, and you yeah. hit record, but the, you know, we do a lot of these kind of interviews to promote a lot of stuff. You're one of the brothers that we do enjoy talking to. So it's never a burden and I uh, always appreciate the time. Well, well, Hey,
1: whenever you guys fall out with impact and you leave them, don't give the interview <laughs> to Ryan Satin, have me on the show. Come I on it. now. Let's do
2: it. I think he's a fed guy now anyway.
1: There's no we're, loyalty we're full, here.
2: We're full blown Sean Ross sap guys. Now
1: <laughs> there we go. There we go.
2: Eat it, Satin. Until next time. That's right,
1: Satin. (laughs) Until next time, guys, we're out.